Welcome to Fertile Minds Radio. Here you'll find wisdom for your fertility journey and beyond, chosen specifically to help you trust your body and elevate your spirit so you can enjoy the process. Join us and see what a fertile mind feels like. Now your host, Hilary Talbot Rowland. You're listening to Fertile Minds, episode 49, part one. Natural beauty products worth your money that won't wreck your fertility. I'm your host, Hilary Talbot Rowland, your go-to gal for all of the topics surrounding your fertility in a healthy pregnancy that your doctor most likely won't talk to you about. So I'm so happy to have you back on the show today. This has been one that I've wanted to do for a really long time because it's something that I get a lot of questions about in my practice from my patients on an almost weekly basis, I would say. And I think that the reason for that is because most women are becoming more and more consumer savvy in regards to their beauty products and what they lather on their skin every single day and understanding that they very much could be detrimental to their health. There can be lots of chemicals in there that are endocrine disruptors, meaning that they disrupt your hormones, as well as known carcinogens. Now, if this is new to you, you may be thinking, how in the heck is this possible? And I would just want to shed a little light on that here by giving you a little tidbit that you may not know about. And that is the fact that the United States Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, also abbreviated as FDCA or FDNC or FFDCA, just to make it complicated, right? That has not been changed since the year 1938, almost a hundred years. And if you think about all the advances that we've made in chemistry in terms of products and what we add into things, your mind, I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that there are probably some really heavy duty chemicals in things that you don't think twice about, like your mascara or your shampoo. And if you just take a second and think about how there might be a small amount of one of these chemicals in one of your products, chances are in a given day, you are using up to 20 products a day. So if you think about when you get in the shower and you've got cleanser on your face and you've got a different body wash, you've got shampoo, you've got conditioner, you might have leave-in conditioner. You might use a balm to shave with. You might use something different to rinse with vaginally. Then you've got toothpaste and then maybe you've got a serum or a primer or then a moisturizer that you put on your face when you got out. Then you've got the loaded product of deodorant. And then we go on to makeup. Everything from perfume to foundation to mascara to eyeliner to eyeshadow to primer, the list goes on and on. And if you just think about this for a second, you are basically slathering yourself in a chemical cocktail every day. So I wanted to just remind you of this and also point out the fact that this is really a huge problem in the United States and kind of commend Europe and Canada even because they have a little bit of a different take on this. So for instance, the regulatory standards in the US, there are only 30 ingredients that have been banned. Only 30. And it is completely voluntary of whether or not you register a cosmetic product with the FDA. Okay. So 30 is like not that many considering how many chemicals we have in use. Canada has over 500 plus ingredients that have been banned. And they actually have to register their products before they're allowed to go to market. 
And if there is a restricted ingredient in the product, they must submit the levels to which the ingredient is used. And then the EU is really kind of the gold standard right now. They have 1,300 chemicals that are banned. The EU requires pre-market approval for cosmetics and follows strict standards when evaluating ingredients. Regardless of concentration, if an ingredient has data that shows a possible health risk, it's restricted or banned. So if you think about that difference between 1,300 and 30 in the U.S., I bet you are willing to rethink your trip to Sephora. I'm not going to go through all 1,300 products or chemicals in our products that are banned because that would be like a year's worth of podcasts. And quite frankly, all of this starts to run together when you see these big words, right? They're just, they're long chemical words. So what I'm going to do is I want to go over today the top 10 that you can look for. And then I also want to start to go through products. So what I've done is I've interviewed one of my dear friends, Katrina. She's actually my roommate in college. We've known each other for a very, very long time. And we recently had the opportunity to drive cross country to move her home to Florida from California. So I had a lot of time. I picked her brain quite a bit. And she was my girlfriend that I would say, hey, I'm going to Sephora. What do I need to try out years and years ago? And she would say, hey, you should try this and this and this. Well, living in California for two decades definitely caught up with her. And she began to be more and more beauty savvy. So she is my go-to girl on like, hey, where can I try a natural mascara and not break the bank? So we have the lovely fortune of having her go through almost every product that I use on a daily or weekly basis to give you some ideas ideas of what to try, where to get it. We even have some of these beauty makers who have been so nice to give us a couple discount codes that you will find on our Instagram page when this episode airs. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, hop over there for sure. It's Lady Potions for you, the number four and the letter U. Or you can also input my name, Hillary Talbot, and it'll come up. But definitely check that out because you can, we'll link to all of these products and their respective Instagram pages so that you can find these easy peasy. Now, the reason that I'm not going to go through all 1300 products that are banned or restricted, not only because that would be super boring, I'm going to give you the 10. And I want to mention that there are two apps actually that I use when I'm in a store buying something that actually tell me how clean a product is. And that is Think Dirty which I absolutely love that app. It's a barcode scanner and it'll tell you on a scale of one to 10 how terrible the product is for you or how good it is for you with 10 being like, hey, don't put that on your skin and a zero or one being this is really clean product. And then they go down into breaking down each chemical and why and telling you, is it a fertility disruptor or is it a carcinogen? So I think that that's really valuable. And then EWG also has one called Healthy Living that works the same way. It's a barcode scanner. Now, the issue is, is that there's so many new products on the market today because they don't have to be registered in the U.S. with the FDA. People can make and market at will, basically, that not all of the products are entered in there, which is why I'm going to give you these top 10 things to watch out for. Now, we went through so many products that this is actually going to be a two-part episode. So we're going to go through those top 10 today, and then we're going to start listing some products. And then next week, you'll have the rest of the products and also a really funny story from one of my mentors and his account with one of the Chanel families and how makeup was actually ruining her life, which I find very interesting and kind of drives home this message. So make sure that you not only listen this week, but you tune in next week as well. And speaking of apps, not only 
is the Think Dirty and the EWG apps, two that I use quite often. But one that has nothing to do with makeup and everything to do with this podcast is Parents on Demand. We are one of their newest shows, and you can find all of our podcasts on that app, which makes it a little bit easier than using iTunes or Google Play. It's available on any type of smartphone. All you have to do is go to your app store and punch in the words Parents on Demand, and you'll find not only my podcasts, but you'll also find a plethora of others that are amazing when it comes to pregnancy and parenting. Now we are with the first fertility show on there. So I know if you're thinking like, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, hear me out. There are some really great ones on there that you've already been introduced to their authors too on our show, like Adriana Lozado of the Birthful podcast. We did a doula episode together. Her podcast is amazing, has over a million downloads. So if you're interested in learning about pregnancy or birth, you can also check out her podcast on this app, as well as Parijat Deshpanad, Delivering Miracles. You may remember the episode that we did together. She is also on the Parents on Demand app. So add that to your phone. It makes it super easy peasy to find podcasts that are geared towards where you are in life right now. Okay, so here are the top 10 ingredients that you don't want in your personal products. Okay, sunscreen chemicals. I know everybody thinks that they absolutely need sunscreen. And yes, there's a time and place, but not every single day. And here are the common names of chemicals you do not want to see showing up in your sunscreen protectives. Benzophenone, PABA, avobenzoin, homosalate, and ethoexinamate. Now, don't worry, we're going to link to all of these on the show notes at ladypotions.com forward slash 49. Parabens. Parabens are widely used preservatives that prevent the growth of bacteria, mold, and yeast in cosmetic products. You also don't want to see the word phthalates. Phthalates in cosmetics and personal care products are dibutyl phthalate, diethyl phthalate, dimethyl phthalate. All of these are terrible. They're often found in things like hairspray, lotions, perfumes, and nail polish. And phthalates are in fact an endocrine disruptor, meaning they will hijack your hormones, which is not good when you are trying to get pregnant. Synthetic fragrance. Fragrance is one of those words that is really difficult to know what is in it. And that's because it's seen as a proprietary substance in the United States, meaning that they don't have to disclose how they got their product to smell the way that it does. And oftentimes those are synthetic ingredients. Now, many times you'll see just the word fragrance. And if you're really bent on using that product, I encourage you to maybe go to their site and check and see if they have a disclosure about whether or not it's natural or synthetic, or maybe even email them or put something on their social media page of like, hey, is your fragrance all natural or is it in fact synthetic and something that I need to worry about interfering with my hormones? The other thing that you don't wanna see is synthetic colors. FD&C or D&C. Now you may notice that you see these in your foods as well. Definitely not great either going on your skin or into your body directly via food. 
These are endocrine disruptors as well. They also are known to cause behavioral issues in children, so something that you want to avoid altogether in all of your food. Those little gummy vitamins that some women love for their prenatals that taste like candy that you turn over and they have all these colors and numbers listed on the back to get them to look and taste that way. These are exactly the kind of products that I'm referring to that are no bueno. Triclosan. Triclosan is an antimicrobial chemical that is found in toothpaste and antibacterial soaps and deodorants. So think about, especially if you are in the healthcare industry like me, how many times you wash your hands with soap. We use an essential oil-based soap in my practice because the thought of washing my hands 25 times a day with triclosan is pretty disgusting to me and it does cause problems in your immunity long term. We talk about all kinds of natural toothpastes in the episode that you can find that don't have triclosan in them. Another product that you don't want to see listed at all is formaldehyde. Formaldehyde is a preservative that's used in many products to prevent bacterial growth. And if this word sounds familiar to you, it's because this is what you pump into a dead body to preserve it. It has a very distinct smell if you've ever worked in a biology lab, and it is highly toxic to a living body. So this is not something you want to see in your cosmetic product. Only want to come in contact with formaldehyde if and when you work in a medical lab that requires it or you have passed on to greener pastures and your body is being embalmed. It's dark, I know, but I'm trying to drive this point home. Another product you don't want to see is sodium lauryl sulfate, which is abbreviated as SLS or sodium laureth sulfate SLES. This is a surfactant that is used in about 90% of personal care and cleaning products. So anything that foams, which I know it's great to have your cleanser and your shampoo foam. That's kind of how we subconsciously think that we're getting clean. This is something that I have seen a few patients become allergic to, especially in pregnancy when their immune system is really on fleet. And this was a bummer because they had to like throw out all of their products, right? So if it foams, chances are that it has SLS or SLES in it and you need to turn it over and look for that. Now there are some more natural slight foaming agents and you'll know because you won't get such a huge lather but you'll get a little bit of a lather and so I would encourage you to try out some of the products that we talk about today when it comes to shampoo and body cleansers because they meet those criteria. Toluene is a petrochemical derived from petroleum or coal tar sources. You may see it listed on a label as benzene, tolophenylmethane, methylbenzene. Uh, it's often found in nail polish, nail treatments, hair color, and bleaching products. So one of the main reasons that I decided to stop coloring my hair two years ago and let my gray streak grow out was because I had essentially been dumping toluene on my head for 20 years, and I didn't want to do that anymore because I realized that all of these things were catching up to my health. And then finally, the last one that is probably pretty controversial but important is aluminum. Aluminum is used in antiperspirants. And while there's no hard study to say that it does in fact cause Alzheimer's or breast cancer, there are several small studies that point to it being a potential issue for those 
diseases. So why would we take the chance on something as important as breast cancer or Alzheimer's by using aluminum in our deodorant? And you know, this is really a loaded subject because most of us that use antiperspirant don't want to stink. And Katrina and I go into this because this is something that I have personally battled with over and over and trying to get aluminum out of my deodorant and find one that works and doesn't cause any skin irritation. So we go into the nitty gritty of that as well. Some of the ways that you'll see aluminum listed in conventional antiperspirants is you'll see the different types of it. So aluminum, zirconium, tetrachlorohydrex, aluminum chlorohydrates, and aluminum chloride. All of these block your sweat glands and prevent you from sweating. And while this seems like a good thing, especially if you're under pressure at work, you have to understand that sweating is the body's natural way to expel toxins on a daily basis. And if you aren't expelling toxins, where is that going in your body? And from my perspective, I see that as something that severely inhibits egg quality long-term. So if you think about how long you've been using deodorant, I think I was 11, you know, it's 30 years essentially of using aluminum. So, you know, we don't want this aluminum, which is essentially migrating to our sweat glands and causing obstruction so that the sweat can't reach the surface of your skin. And then it's also migrating directly into your bloodstream. And this is confirmed by blood tests. So people have aluminum, heavy metal toxicity all the time. And, you know, you get aluminum in other places like using foil and foods that come in cans. So it's not just your deodorant that you have to watch out for. Okay. I promised you that it would be short in those top 10 things. Again, you can use the Think Dirty app or the EWG Healthy Living app to scan new products and see what it comes up with so that you can decide when you buy because it is like going to the voter polls every time you go to a cash register to buy a beauty product. So I want you to think about that. If enough women decided that they didn't want these ingredients in their products, they would be essentially put out of business. And I think that you are starting to see that with the uprising of all of these smaller types of green beauty products that you see everywhere on Instagram um, and you may hear your friends talking about. So without further ado, let's dive into the yummy stuff. So now that I may have thoroughly depressed you by pointing out all of these chemicals that are thwarting your fertility and your long-term health potentially and all of the you know 12 to 20 products that we slather on ourselves every day in the name of beauty I knew I needed to give you a solution because oftentimes in my practice I'll have women approach me and say well what do you use what products do you use that are all natural and safe and you still feel like a woman <laughs> and that has been such a journey and part of that has been helped by one of my oldest and dearest friends uh, my roommate from college Katrina Hall and she has so graciously agreed to come on and my prodding and go through all of her favorite beauty products and why to kind of give you a head start now she is not a beauty blogger. However, this is the person that I would drag to Sephora with me once a year and just tell me, tell me what to buy. I have no idea what to put on my face or my skin. And I would say over the last five years or so, I've watched her evolution into all natural products as she became a little bit more savvy as to what she was putting on her body. And I recently helped her move from San Diego all the way home to Florida. And we took this awesome but 
long road trip together. (laughs) And I picked her brain for quite a while on what exactly she used and liked and didn't like, because I have personally overhauled my bathroom three times now. (laughs) And I wish that I would have had this conversation with her first, because now I have a whole new list of things to buy. So welcome to the show, Katrina. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You know how passionate I am about makeup. The Sephora obsession was so real. And um, now it's turned into a natural makeup obsession. So I love talking about it. Thanks for having me. So why don't you just kind of tell our listeners, because you are not trying to have a baby, but what, you know, how did you fall into finding natural products? So I really did fall into it. And um, it was my obsession with the Bachelor and the Bachelorette TV shows that got me into it. So any of you who are fans out there, if you know who Michelle Money is, she's an old contestant, but her sister is a, um, I believe a chemist as well as an esthetician. And she came up with a oil cleanser for the face. That's all natural. And I somehow got wind of it, started using it years and years ago and saw such improvement in my skin. My skin has always been sensitive, oily. And at first I was like, there's no way an oil cleanser is going to calm all that down. And it did calm down the oil. It calmed down the redness. I saw fewer breakouts. So that was really kind of my gateway product. And her uh, line is crude. It's live crude. And it's a product I still use to this day, even though it's something I found so many years ago. Okay. So most of these, just to be fair, we're going to kind of give this caveat. Most of the recommendations that we're going to be giving are for combination to oily skin, right? Absolutely. And, you know, this is the part that is so personal. You know, I have played with a lot of products over the years. And of course, most of these are ones that I've tried that I personally love and I know that work for my skin type. So that sensitive, slightly reactive, but also combination to oily skin. So I may have a few recommendations for our ladies with drier skin, but it's always something that is so personal, our products, how they perform on our face. So unfortunately, I can't with 100% certainty say that all of these are going to work for everyone out there. But it's a good starting place because I know it can be really overwhelming, especially since most of these companies are smaller brands and boutiques. It's not like there's a Sephora of natural beauty. There is not, but I definitely have some go-to tips, tricks, references that anyone with any type of skin tone can look to that we'll be talking about. Okay. And so you can find all these companies that we're talking about. It'll be on our uh, show notes for why you should think dirty to get pregnant episode, but they're also going to be on our Instagram with direct um, tags to these companies that are on Instagram. So that should make it super easy peasy for you to find them. And if you're interested and hopefully maybe even some discounts when the show airs, some discount codes in that that, uh, IG story. So you can follow me on Lady Potions for you, the number four and the letter U if you don't already. And that will make this even easier. Yay. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about cleansers and prepping the skin because this is one of the most important places to start. Absolutely. So we talked about, you know, my gateway product was an oil cleanser, still one I use. I mainly use that to take 
off my makeup at the end of the day. In the mornings when I am prepping my skin for makeup, I generally use something that's not oil-based. I love the Marie Veronique gel cleanser. It really cleanses the skin without stripping it, and it provides a really good starting point for your makeup. A lot of natural products, they have those oils. And so mascara, especially if you have too much oil on your skin, you're going to find that your makeup isn't quite performing as well as you need it to be. So I would say it's even more important to start with a good base, prep your skin properly in the morning before you put makeup on it. That way uh, your makeup stays all day long. There's a couple probiotic skin cleansers available as well Mm -hmm. that are not just face wash, but whole body. You know, I would say that giving those a try to see what matches with your skin flora, that's one that you can't quite recommend for sure, without a doubt. It's just like a probiotic internally. Some work for you and some don't, depending on what organisms already live there. Um, And then You've told me about Hint before, H-Y-N-T. Hint is my favorite primer for makeup. It is their sun prep that I love. It actually has SPF 30 in it already, which we all know is so important to use SPF on our skin every day. It's super lightweight. It comes out white, but it sinks into the skin perfectly. It doesn't leave any sort of white cast, which can be a challenge when you're using a natural sunscreen, but this one is amazing on the face. For those of you that have oily skin like me, It does prep the skin. It holds my makeup in place perfectly. It really smells amazing. I mean, I really cannot say enough good things about this product. Uh, And it is one pump to cover your entire face, which causes the bottle to last around six to seven months for me. And I'm using it on a daily basis. I've tried it and I love it, which makes my esthetician really happy because she's always battling with me because I hate wearing sunscreen Mm -hmm. on any part of my body. And I live in Florida, but I have oily skin. So I feel like it just makes for like, I can feel my pores not breathing. And that's not the case with this one. So I don't know what they do, but it's all natural and it definitely works. If you're not someone who wears foundation every day and you prefer more of a tinted sunscreen, there are a couple out there that I really like. Marie Veronique has one. um, However, definitely better for oily skin. It might be too drying if you have dry skin. If you do have drier skin, the Suntegrity might be a really good one to try. Both of these are going to provide you with that sunscreen, that coverage for when you're outside, but also just give you a little bit of tint, not like a full foundation, but a light coverage to keep you protected during the day. Okay. Let's talk foundation because I'm, I have to admit full disclosure, I don't wear a foundation often. I would say maybe once or twice a week for a special occasion, partly because it's so hot. But the other part is because I am totally married to my Laura Mercier foundation (laughs) that I wore at my wedding that made me look like a glow face baby doll. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I've kind of justified it as I have that one product that's chemically that I I continue to use, but you have a tip for us in terms of one that you like. What is it? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're like me and you do wear foundation more frequently, this was one of the products I felt like it was really important for me to find a clean version of because I do wear it more frequently than, you know, once a month, every so often, something like that. So my holy grail in foundation is by 
by Sapo. It's their Essentials Foundation. It does provide a medium coverage, but it's buildable, so it's really easy to work with. Another one that I know is very popular in the green beauty world is by Crunchy. And both of these, I feel like, perform just as well as your conventional foundations that you think you can't give up. I promise you, you can. It's on top of my list, I promise. All right. So what about setting powder? Because, you know, if you live in a hot climate, you can't live without setting powder. In fact, a lot of times I just just wear setting powder. Absolutely. Setting powder is great to just kind of blur the skin out, can, uh, you know, keep you from getting too oily in our humid climate that we both live in now. Um, so yes, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're always just a little, uh, Dewy. Yes. Dewy <laughs> is the perfect word for that. But if you prefer more of a matte look, I really love 100% Pure's Bamboo Blur Powder. It does come in shades. I personally use the translucent one. It looks white, but it goes on perfectly and blends into your skin. Um, you only need a little bit of this and it provides really great matte coverage anywhere you want to put that on. Okay. How about bronzer or contour? Sure. So the ones, the bronzer and the contour that I like, I like a couple of products. Um, RMS has a bronzer that I really like. That's my daily one that I use. And then Lily Lolo has more of a contour set that has that traditional light color and darker color for you to both highlight and contour with or use as a bronzer. All right, let's move into... The eyes, the sexy, sultry, <laughs> smoky eyes. It's hard to do that with uh, clean products, as you so witnessed from my story in the beginning of the show, right? <laughs> it is. I definitely agree with you that eye products can be one of the harder changes to make away from conventional. Um, so let's start with the brows. So I really like the Eco Brow. It's a pomade, has a pretty wide range of colors. So regardless of what your hair color is, uh, you should be able to find something that works for you. Another brow pomade that's really great is by Plume. It's a little bit cleaner and they just have slightly different staying powers. And, and even though they're both pomades, they both work a little bit differently on your skin. So you might want to play with both of those and see which one really works best for you. Um, moving to eyeshadows, if you're trying to do that smoky eye, Lily Lolo has some really great palettes and they come out several times a year. They oftentimes sell out, but they're the closest that you're going to find to those. Uh, I believe it's Too Faced, the naked palettes that we all love that we see all over Sephora. So Lily Lolo, her palettes are, are really beautiful. Moving on to mascara, my <laughs> favorite. Guys, I don't leave the house without mascara. It's my holy grail product. And it's one of the hardest ones that's been to make the switch from conventional to clean. Clean, simply because like I mentioned earlier, if there's any oil that comes in contact with your natural mascara, it can have a tendency to smear, flake. Uh, it's not going to perform as well. So again, that prep is so important. But my two favorite mascaras, so um, Harvest is my newest obsession. They're a really small brand, I believe out of like the Bronx or Brooklyn in New York. The price point's amazing. It's about $18. It's really buildable coverage. So you can create a really natural 
look just enhanced, or you can use several coats and get a really dramatic lash from them. And I have not had any smearing or flaking with their product since I've started using it, which is fantastic because I've tried a lot of natural mascaras. I love it. You gave me a tube, gave me and my sister a tube, and it's awesome. And I have the unfortunate like if somebody's going to smear their mascara, it's going to be me because I'm looking down over a table all day. So I'm already kind of like head tilted down, you know, eyelids kind of tilted. And then sometimes I'm working over heat lamps or I'm moving really quick and there's heaters on the table and I'm warm, but the patient's not because they're pretty much naked. So if I'm going to smear my mascara, you know, I'm the girl that's going to do it. And this one doesn't smear. Yay. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you turned me on to Tarte's Amazonian Clay, which it smears a little bit if you don't have prep, but it's not as bad because it's so dry. Right. And I will say if you're somebody that is really naughty and does not wash your face at night, <laughs> I mean, this is terrible, right? We're grown women, but... The, I feel like the Amazonian clay somehow naturally comes off. Like it mm. doesn't, I've had that experience with conventional mascaras where you wake up and they're all kind of like mushed into one terrible lash, right? Yeah, yep. <laughs> it doesn't happen if you accidentally forget to wash your face, which I'd like, I'm happy to report does not happen as often now in my adult life. <laughs> and Tarte's one of those brands you can find at Sephora. Um, it's considered more of a conventional brand, but they are one of the cleaner conventional brands out there. So uh, if you're having a hard time finding green beauty, it's definitely a good option. Yeah, you can use your phone with the apps like I do. Um, Just know that you're going to maybe either cry or scream (laughs) if you use it too much. You know, you can use the, the the Think Dirty app is one of my favorites. And then EGW has the other app and they, you know, you just basically scan the barcode. And if it's in the system, then it tells you how clean or dirty it is based on a scale of one to 10. But some of the smaller brands aren't going to be in there, which is why it's important to understand your ingredients. And the less ingredients there are, probably the better off you are, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. It is really important. When you're using their apps, you still have to look at the ingredient list. Um, Think Dirty meets some changes, I believe within like the past six months where their rating system is a little bit different than it used to be. So anytime I do use that, I do make sure to click and look at the ingredient list, look at how they've rated individual ingredients as opposed to just referring to that main number rating. Because like I said, they had made some changes I'm not totally understanding, but I did see some products that I knew were used to be rated a little bit dirtier are now being rated a little bit cleaner. So I really like, still like to use those apps, but I do take a look at where the individual ingredients fall, how toxic they might be to my body, what my threshold for those might be. Because again, guys, this is all such a personal thing. You have to figure out what changes to make for yourself, what's doable. And even if you only change one product, that might be so much better than where you were before. Right. Because it's the chemical cocktail of everything put together, right? Yeah. And I, what I like about Think Dirty is some, the products they break down into like, these are carcinogenic, these Mm -hmm. are endocrine disruptors, these are immunity issues. So if you know that you already have a problem in one of those main categories, you can kind of like 
okay, well, maybe this one has a slight carcinogen, but <laughs> which sounds exactly. so awful that we actually have to make yep. that choice. But the Beauty Act hasn't been changed since I think 1913 or yeah. 1930, something yeah. crazy like that. It's, it's been way too long, but that's why it's so important for you to dig into it yourself and decide what's important to you, what changes need to be made and where your threshold is. Because you can drive yourself crazy trying to be all perfectly clean. And I don't think that's a healthy way to do it. No. And you can spend a small fortune too. So (laughs) start, start with like, I don't know what you wear all the time. Mm -hmm. It would be, you know, the, where you have the biggest kind of interface with to try and change that one. I feel like if men wore makeup, the beauty act would have been much different. (laughs) I agree with you completely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't think your partners out there are wearing eyeliner, but let's talk eyeliner because I do need eyeliner in my life from time to time. So my favorite clean eyeliner is by Zuzu Luke. It's a liquid liner. It's super black, has really great staying power that you're used to seeing from your conventional brands. And what about lips? You gave me one of my favorite lipsticks ever. Oh, my obsession. The Fit Glow Lip Serums. Guys, this lip serum is amazing. It's better than chapstick. Yeah. I don't know what magic they put into it. Actually, I do. They have vegan collagens in there. There's some, um, I believe, essential oils that they use for plumping. So these are just beautiful lip glosses, but they're actual serums. So they really are conditioning your lips and helping to improve the condition of them over time. And they have a wide variety of colors. If you want a bolder lip than what a lip gloss is going to give you, they, you can combine it with a lip liner. Gabriel Cosmetics and again, Zuzu, they're two of my favorite lines for lip liners, but those Fit Glow lip serums are everyone should try them. And they guys, they have a high price point, but they are so worth it. So even though the lip glosses have a high price point, I feel like they last a really long time, especially if you use lip liner, because they tend to stay on all day, but they, they don't stain your lips at all. And in fact, my lips feel better on the days that I've worn it than if I have it and wear it with chapstick. I feel like I'm always kind of addicted or reapplying constantly. Yeah. yeah. And we have a chapstick in my office called by um, an herbalist called uh, Zizai. And she has two. She has one in case you get cold sores, which is amazing. It stops it dead in its tracks. But then there's another one that actually helps break your obsession with chopsticks. So if you're one of those people who feel like you are constantly slathering petroleum on your lips, check out Zizai on Instagram. And I used to have that petroleum addiction a long time ago. I grew up using that conventional chapstick brand as a kid. And that was a hard one to break. I mean, your lips are really addicted to that type of moisture in it. So hopefully those uh, Fit Glow lip serums can help you out or the chapstick that Hillary was referring to as well. So there you have it. Some of my favorite green beauty products. I appreciate your time and listening. I hope this helps you to navigate the waters of feeling beautiful, and feeling healthy at the same time. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and check out the links to all of these products as well as to tune in next week for part two of this episode 51, where we discuss the rest of the beauty products. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Fertile Minds Radio, hosted at www.ladyportions.com. 
where you'll find past episodes, show notes, and free meditations. If you've benefited from what you've heard, leave a comment or review so it makes it easier for others to find this valuable wisdom. Let's help elevate each other. Thanks for listening.